listener production. Okay, are you recording? Howdy, you are listening to episode 121 of the Howie Games featuring Liverpool Football Club star of the 1980s and inventor of the world's most popular football boot. Yep. Craig Johnston. Now, I cannot wait for you all to hear Craig's full episode because, for mine, it is the most remarkable story ever told on this podcast. Now, I know that's a big call, but it left me shaking my head. I was gobsmacked at some of Craig's stories. So, the full episode with Craig will drop next Thursday. Until then, here's his player profile. Enjoy. All right, here we go. Uh, Craig, your favourite food? Cereal for breakfast. Do you have it for dinner? Because I'm a frequent cereal man for dinner. No, no, breakfast. <laughs> uh, nickname, what are you generally known as? And you'd have a few, I reckon. Yeah, um, uh, in England it was Skippy, uh, as in Skippy the Bush Kangaroo, yep. or just Roo, uh, which was short for kangaroo, uh, or Jono. Jono. It's funny, I worked in England for a while as well and I was Skippy as well, so they're not very imaginative over there. There, there you go. Well, well, well they took the, the, the Mickey out of me once, you know, um, and, uh, you know, I could have been upset uh, and I just called them a, a pack of jerks and they said, we're sorry, and I said... <laughs> I like it. Anyway. Okay, so if I was coming around to your luxury Newcastle apartment overlooking the beach there, which is beautiful, and you were trying to cook a nice dinner and you weren't allowed to cook cereal, what, what are you knocking up in that fine-looking kitchen behind you? Well, um, I've learnt um, because there's a lovely Asian shop and I've, I've copied their Thai recipe with um, uh, stir-fried wok vegetables with seafood with chilli and basil sauce. And so I've copied their recipe and it's just delicious, just delicious. It sounds it. So now you can invite three people around for this magnificent Asian feast of people you've met, people you haven't met, people that are with us, people that are no longer with us. Who are the three people you're inviting to this fine dinner? Oh, my dad. Yep. uh, Old Matty Johns because um, we got a score to settle (laughs) and probably Maradona so he could show me some tricks. Before you played football, you would always do what? I would always do my homework, um, you know, science and maths, because my mother was a school teacher and mum made me do, do my homework. So I was a grade A student and I loved the process of learning. Which has obviously held you in good stead, which we'll talk about in the main part of the podcast. What was your first ever job, Craig? Uh, I'm still looking for it. <laughs> When you say proper job, <laughs> mate, I've never had one. Well, what was your first actual job where you derived some cash from a transaction of work? Okay, well, I became an apprentice professional um, football player with Middlesbrough Football Club and I got a contract and I was paid £14 a week. Huh. And I remember this was in the cold north of Middlesbrough and I'd, I'd ride home every, um, every week to mum and dad and I'd tell them where I was staying in the digs and if it was snowing. And rather than write, I saved up three or four of my first wages and I went and I bought a camera called um, a, a Russian camera called a uh, Zenit EM. Huh. So now, rather than, uh, you know, the saying pictures worth a thousand words, mm-hmm. rather than write to mum and dad and explain the apprentices I was doing, you know, work with, I'd take a picture of them and I'd just caption it. And uh that's how I've sort of been communicating ever since, you know. So, so my first job was a uh, apprentice professional, um, contracted, and my first purchase was that camera. 
And then what was the first car you ever purchased? I presume that was in the UK. You, you know what? That, that, that was funny because somebody, um, I was only young and I, I got into the Middlesbrough first team and it was uh, a sponsored car, was my first car, and it was a mini, a mini minor. Um, but um, when I then got into the first team, I was still pretty young, so I actually bought a Triumph Stag, which over here would be, in Australia, would be like rocking horse um, um, yes. manure, right? Yes. Uh, but over there, they were pretty regular, and because they were a little bit unreliable, you could get them pretty cheap, but it was just a classic, like an E-type Jag kind of thing, but it was a, yeah, Triumph Stag. Wow. You would have what many people view being a professional footballer as the best job in the world. You've had a lot of jobs since that. If you could swap jobs with someone, Craig, a job you haven't done, what would it be? Uh, good, good question, mate. You got me there. About time I asked a good one. Yeah, true. I'd say uh, either swap with you or Matty Johns and ask some decent questions. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. There you uh, go. What's the best piece of advice you've received on your journey, whether it be sporting or business? Uh, probably, you know, Dad was one of these old-fashioned Aussie blokes that uh, always came out with the the pure, simple, old Aussie sayings, you know, and... Uh, you know, you stick your head down, your bum up and get on with it, you know. I'm not sure if you're into music, but a man that was in London in the 80s, I'm sure you met all sorts of people and a lot of musicians at the time. What is the best concert you've ever attended, if you have one? Uh, well, I, I, I'd go down to London for concerts and, and I saw, um, very emotional, I saw um, Eric Clapton um, and, and I do love music and my favourite is guitars and uh, guitar heroes. And I saw Eric Clapton, the first concert after he'd lost his son, when his son had uh, fallen off the balcony, the balcony in London. So he, he was out for uh, uh, a couple of years um, and he, he found it hard to face the public and uh, the first concert back. So it was very emotional. Um I also saw Jimmy Barnes uh, and being an Aussie, uh, you know, Jimmy in London or it was probably Cold Chisel back then. Um, but, um, mate, I, um, I knew Bob Geldof and I did a little bit of work with him. So he invited me to Live Aid backstage. Really? Oh, yeah. Backstage? Backstage, right, and so did Bruce Springsteen and, and that's another story. Um, but with Live Aid... Um, uh, he said, well, come and come and meet the guys. So uh, Brian Adams was back there and Whitney Houston and, uh, you know, Simple Minds, um, Jim Kerr from Simple Minds and uh, Freddie, Freddie Mercury was there. So I met them all because they, they, they all love their football, you know, uh, Rolling Stones, old, what's his name there? Mick Jagger. Um, they all love their football and they all support a team and, and good old... Um, Elton loved his football, didn't he own Watford at one stage? I said, Le Elton, just leave me alone, will you? I'm trying to talk to, you know, Mick Jagger here, you know, and he's saying, well, what about this and the FA Cup and what about that and what about when Liverpool beat us and blah, blah, blah. I said, Elton, Elton, can't you see I'm busy? Uh, so on that, I'm currently reading, it's funny how these things pop up, I'm currently reading Life by Keith Richards, obviously of the Rolling Stones fame. Books, are you currently reading a book? Me? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's called The Secret. Right. And can you tell me what The Secret is or is it a secret? The Secret is the opposite. When I turn the news on at night, be it the ABC or be it Fox or Sky or yep. Channel 3, I'm seeing lots of people 
saying lots of bad news and shouting and screaming at each other. Now, the secret is about exactly the opposite. Mm-hmm. It's about love and understanding and, and harmonising and it's about uh, the way forward in a, in a world that's very troubled. So it's not a very big book um, and it's very, very clever though. It's all about positive, uh, positive thinking and, um, again, it's like wives' tales with a bit of astrology mixed in, a bit of... Um, uh, religion mixed in, but all about happiness and joy and discovering the other side of of any argument. So it's it's brilliant. I think we're going to get on well, Craig, because the whole aim of this podcast is about positivity and motivation. So I think we're going to get on well. What's your favourite item in your wardrobe? In my wardrobe, uh, mm. I love underpants for some reason. So. <laughs> So I, I got about fifty pairs of underpants in, in, in the dressing room, and every, everybody thinks it's the predator boots. And I've got about a hundred pairs of them. But but it's these. And I bought some from uh, from London. You know, Marks and Spencers. Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm I'm wearing some of them now. I'd, I'd show you in a, on another type of podcast. But anyway, there's your answer: underpants. Okay. When you were growing up, what was your favourite TV show? When you were racing home from school, what were you racing home to school to watch if you were watching? You, you know what? At, at one stage it was Skippy the, the Bush Kangaroo. <laughs> yes. And, and, mate, there was another one. Do you remember the magic boomerang? No, it's before my time, but it sounds good. Well, I tell you, so this, this kid would throw the boomerang and life yeah. would stop. So right. while it, while, as long as it was flying, so <laughs> if there was a problem, he'd throw it, then he'd go and fix the problem and get back there and catch it, right. uh, and then the problem solved, but nobody knew because they were all hypnotised. <laughs> okay. I need to check that out. I'll find some of that on YouTube. The magic boomerang. When this strange boomerang flies in the sky, all time will stand still. Whoever has this boomerang has a great power. You've already mentioned Elton John and Mick Jagger and Bruce Springsteen and Freddie Mercury. Of all the what we would call famous or high-profile people that you've met in your life, that you've been lucky enough to meet in your life, is there one more than others that has made a real impression on you and why did they make that impression on you? Uh, You know what? I, I met Pelé, um, who was my ultimate idol growing up. And that, when I saw Pelé play, and, and it's another story, I, I'll tell you the long version, I, I said, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. And I was 13 or 14 year old. Um, so I'd met him, but um, not intentionally, but, but I actually met Muhammad Ali. Wow. Right. And uh, it was before his really serious um, brain trauma issues. And um, he was so incredibly genuine and sincere and he meets thousands of peoples a day, but he, he, was, he didn't know who, who I was from a bar or so, but he didn't care. Mm. He, he had this chuckle in his eyes and a smile on his face that he was going to have a bit of fun with someone and tease somebody, right? It was going to be me, but, but obviously I, I stood up for myself, which he loved even more. You know, at one stage I was going to knock him out. He got so cheeky. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, and you, you know, yeah, I've been, I've been lucky in a way. I've met a lot of Lady Di was another one. Um, yeah, I've, I've been lucky to be in the right play, Rod Stewart. It goes on and on. But plenty of stories of these. I'll have to tell the stories one day. Well, in this podcast. Uh, okay, okay. Muhammad Ali, because it wasn't that he was 
you know, the, the toughest and the best fighter in the world, Cassius Clay Muhammad Ali, it's because he was so human being. It was just beautiful, you know, the, the look on his eyes. He just wanted to tease me. Like, you know, you know when you, you've, you've got your young son or your daughter or someone else you know's young son and you, you're just teasing him, you know. Uh, maybe yep. he supports Man United and you're saying, oh, mate, get, keep away from me. I don't want to see you. You know, I do that to kids, you know, and drive them mad. No, no, no. Well, when you've changed your team, come back and see Uncle Craig and I'll speak to you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Muhammad Ali was doing that to me. couple more quick ones for you. Do you have a bucket list destination that you haven't been to? Y- yes. Um North Newcastle, South Newcastle, East Newcastle, and I want to go out there in the water and film Newcastle with the, some whales and dolphins in between the boat and Newcastle. Seriously, seriously. I've spent my whole life travelling, um, Howie. I, I believe yep. I've been there and seen and done most of it, and I'm not never been so happy as I am uh, back here at home uh, and it's in my DNA, you know. This, this town is very, very special. Um, Lake Macquarie and the Hunter, it's all incredibly special place. So my bucket list is, and I do it every day, I get out on my bike and I discover places I never saw when I was growing up because, you know, I, I was never uh, allowed to, to come this far. And I used to go to Newcastle and Nobby's Beach when I was a kid. But now you throw in San Francisco, New York, uh, Los Angeles, it, 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 it doesn't matter. You know, Bali, uh, Germany, France, Holland, Spain, Italy. I've, I've, I've been to them all and, and I've lived in quite a few of them. Nothing has a patch on Australia, this part of the coast, and especially north of Sydney, south of, of Brisbane. My God, my God. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think we were saying, I was saying as we fired this up that I was in Newcastle sailing a couple of weeks ago out of the harbour there and it is a wonderful, wonderful city. Two quick ones left for you. What, if anything, Craig, scares you? Where we're headed, Australia, mm-hmm. as, um, as a nation and who are we and uh, what do we stand for and why and, and who's pushing it um, and why. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely concerned, um, you know, and... Uh, I think when you get to a certain age, uh, and I'm 60 now, and I've been a bit crook, you know, and you start to think about, well, you might not be here a bit longer, and then you start to think, whoa, you know, I don't quite understand what's happening here, and um, um, I hear all this, this, as I said, bad news, and people shouting mm. and screaming at each other, and uh, you know, uh, it, it scares me for the future of our kids and the future of our country. So. That, that's a big, big problem to me. Final one. Now, this is, this is the most important question I'm going to ask you, Craig. This, to me, defines you as a footballer, a man. I can see I've got your attention now. Craig Johnson, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? 100%. Yes. Good man. We can go on. Great answer. Hawaiian is my favourite pizza. Good man. Yeah, good. Craig, thanks for joining me on the Player Profile. Your full episode will be out next week. Ah, beauty. Listener.